In this episode of the Australian Investors Podcast, I'm going to give you a recap of Season 1, or what I'm calling Season 1, which is all of the episodes that I've recorded so far, and I'm going to give you a primer on what's coming next. I'm excited to say that the Australian Investors Podcast will be returning with Season 2 in a slightly new format, with more of the original content and the same interviews and style that you know and love, but a few tweaks. Let's start by recapping Season 1. But before I do that, I want to say something really important. I just want to say thank you for supporting the Australian Investors Podcast. When I sat down with my piece of paper and a pen a little over a year ago and wrote down my pros and cons lists of all the podcasts that I listened to, I never thought that I would have learned so much from my own Investors Podcast series and met so many good people along the way. It's been thanks to your support that I've been able to leverage this audience and scale the series into bigger and better conversations with some of the best investors in Australia. And although I've been leading my own investment research service for a few years, and I've run my own company for about two or three years now, and I've been investing in shares for quite a while, I've taken away so many lessons and insights from season one, and none of that would be possible without your ongoing support. So thank you so much. Recapping season one, I thought instead of going over all of my takeaways, which would probably take me a few hours or maybe longer if I'm honest, I thought I would just bucket the conversations and allow you, if you haven't already done so, to go back and listen to your favorite episodes if I jog your memory. Or if you're a new listener to the Australian Investors Podcast, you can take these buckets if you like um, and hone in on your passion points for investing and go straight to the conversations that I identify. The Australian Investors Podcast started with myself and a guy named Wayne Peters. Wayne was the founder and chief investment officer of Peters McGregor. Wayne and I recorded our conversation in his hotel room while he was in Melbourne. He's uh, from Sydney, like most of the fund managers that I talk to. And I do all of my conversations face-to-face. As you would know if you watch the videos on our YouTube channel, the Rask Australia YouTube channel, you will know that many of the podcasts and interviews that I've done for the series are actually recorded. And that takes a lot of production value. And uh, thanks to my team with Sophie and uh, Sally and many others, we've been able to do that for you. Anyway, back to Wayne Peters. When we met, it was a long day for Wayne. He'd just flown in. He'd been up since the wee hours trying to have meeting after meeting after meeting. And he agreed to meet with little old me in his hotel room. So we went back up into his room. It was my first ever interview or first ever podcast. I'd met Wayne previously during my time or my brief stint at Zenith Investment Partners where I performed managed fund research. And um, I guess it speaks to the quality and and type of person that Wayne is, that he was happy enough to sit down with this young guy who'd never even recorded an episode of a podcast before and just talk about his journey and share some of his insights gained over almost 30 years in the market. And if I could come back to one thing uh, that Wayne taught me, it was just to stay curious. In his words, effectively, curiosity is what keeps you on the horse. It's what keeps you going forward. As long as you have that curiosity, you'll enjoy many of the episodes of the Australian Investors Podcast. You'll thoroughly enjoy investing, I can guarantee that. And it will keep you getting back on the horse during the tough times that we've experienced inevitably in markets. Being a native of Melbourne, I proceeded from speaking with Wayne to have repeated trips to Sydney and to other parts of Australia to find some of these great investors. And in my small cap bucket, quote unquote, I've got some great investors and 
Um, just to recap over them briefly, I've met with strawman.com founder and close friend Andrew Page, um, EGP Capital, Tony Hansen, the, the, the chief investment officer and founder of EGP Capital. Tony, uh, Tony's episode was one of my favorite, and it was also one of the most popular. It was indeed the most popular episode for the majority of the season until it got eclipsed late in the season. Uh, I spoke to DMX Capital's portfolio manager, Stephen McCarthy, uh, Rich Life's Claude Walker, Naos's Sebastian Evans, uh, Angie Ellis from 8020 Invest, and Carlos Gill from Microequities. If you're looking for small cap insights, these are some of the episodes you should go and listen to. If you've already listened to them once, please go again. Uh, the two that I'm going to tuck on the end here, uh, again, were two of my favorite with the most recent uh, interview with Matt Joss of Maven Funds Management and Joe Mager of Lakehouse Capital. These two were, as I said, amongst my favorites because those episodes are full of signal. You get a lot of good, valuable information and strategies to take away from both of those conversations. Um, They are quite broad, but they also go quite deep into different things like Joe would say fascination points and the reasons why we invest with Matt Joss. Not only that, I guess I'm a little bit biased towards these two investors because having worked with them before, but also because uh, their investment philosophies are just a whisper away from my own. If you're looking for stories about index investing, pardon me, index investing, we know that index investing, if you're on the active side of town, you can think, ah, it's pretty pretty much the same, same. But I had some great conversations with Vanguard's Robin Bauman, BetaShares co-founder Ilan Israelstam, StockSpot's Chris Breike. Uh, These are three of the the leading, I would guess, uh, champions of index investing in Australia. And they're also, some of them, I would say, are also kind of circling this um, field known as robo-advice. I think that the next step for Australian robo-advisors and index managers is going to be a lot more interesting than most people and most investors realize. Right now, robo-advice, if I'm being quite, I guess, critical, is limited to to mostly asset allocation. So which ETFs you buy or how how much you have in your growth bucket versus your defensive bucket. You know, it makes tax reporting easy and you can measure the performance of certain investments. But I think with lots of research and development in the robo-advice space over recent years, I think we're going to see some major asset managers start cutting into the Aussie advice market, and they're going to do it in a meaningful way. My expectation is that we will start to see more of these advanced robo-advice tools emerge in 2020. We kind of touched the surface in those episodes where we discussed different types of things that might be in the pipeline for each of those businesses. But those are great episodes, again, if you're looking for an understanding of index investing. While I'm on the topic of advice, we don't talk much about financial advice or advisory in this series. That's mostly reserved for the other series that I co-host, which is the Australian Finance Podcast. But I was privileged to sit down with some leading personal finance uh, authors and and advisors, including uh, Melissa Brown, Pete Wargent, and Chris Bates. All three of these episodes bring a unique perspective on advice and investing more broadly and more holistically. I guess one of the most um, sought-after conversations or, or topics of conversation I have is with managers and investors who, I guess, fall into this quote-unquote alternative bucket. And so I had a few really enjoyable conversations with these investors about shorting, about merger ARB, quant strategies, private company investing, and the like. Uh, if, if you're the type of investor that's really uh, in tune with those markets, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy conversations with Andrew Brown from E72, Harvest Lane's Luke Cummings, Emmanuel Dat from Dat Capital, uh, Ben McGarry from TOTUS, 
Morphix Chad Slater, 51 Capital Scott Williams, Josh Clark from QVG, which is one of the more recent episodes, and then we had Viceroy Analyst Gabe Bernard on the show. I was privileged to sit down with uh, Jacob Mitchell from Antipodes and Johnny Wilkin from Equitize. Um, we had Charlie Aiken on the show from AIM Funds, and I also thoroughly enjoyed the episode with Curtis Larson. Uh, Curtis is a private investor based out of Sydney, but that was a very popular episode early on in our series, and I still go back to it now and listen to some of the key takeaways. That's me saying that I thoroughly enjoy those episodes, and I am not a short seller, and I'm not involved in a hedge fund, but I just think those uh, tilts on conversations about investing are often a nice twist on the conventional and stereotypical value investing uh, mantras. That said, some of my favorite conversations uh, for season one took place with a wide range of value investors. I had Steve Johnson from Forager Funds uh, on the program, which I was, again, very fortunate to sit down with Steve in Sydney in his office and, uh, and meet him. I had Stephen Arnold from Aorus, and of course, Magellan's Hamish Douglas. All of those investors are quite well known, both for Australian investors, but also with their work um, internationally. Uh, again, great episodes to learn more about value investing and the different stripes that are within value investing, if you like. And finally, I couldn't really bucket these conversations, but I had a lot of fun recording them. And they come in the form of my favorite Australian journalist, uh, Johnny Shapiro. So Johnny is an, a journalist at the Australian Financial Review, covers markets, it covers individual companies, some good and some not so good. Uh, we, I scratched the surface of Indian and emerging markets with uh, Elliston Capital's uh, Mary Manning. And of course, if you're interested in bond markets, which at the moment seems like a very good thing to be interested in, if you're looking for ways to minimize volatility in a diversified portfolio, or even how to uh, generate alpha from a bond portfolio, I had a conversation with Wimmel Gore. Uh, Wimmel is arguably Australia's leading bond market expert. When I put out a, a tweet and sent out some emails asking, who is the person that I need to speak to when it comes to bond markets? Wimmel's name was the name that got thrown up to me. So that was great. Clearly, you can see, and I have only just briefly recapped the series, but clearly you can see it was a star-studded lineup for season one. And I probably could, as I said at the top of the show, create an episode summarizing my key takeaways from each episode. Uh, you will always find the show notes and you always find links to various uh, reports or different things referenced throughout each episode. So I encourage you to go listen to them. But no matter what I say, I cannot do justice to hearing their stories and hearing how they built the companies and crafted their investment philosophy and process from the ground up. Fortunately, I think I can go one better. I'm going to bring season two to you and I'm hoping it will be just as talent packed. The good news is we'll be changing it up a little bit, but I'll be bringing you more of the same. As I push towards 100 podcast episodes, and when I say 100 podcast episodes, obviously there haven't been 100 podcast episodes in this series. I'm talking about my other series alongside this one. What I've begun to realize, and this is a tip for any podcast uh, aspirationalists out there, it can be quite important to remind your audience that your series is consistent so that they can anticipate when an upcoming podcast or when an episode is upcoming. So what I mean by that is audiences value anticipation. They like to know that when they go on their long drive once a week to wherever it might be, that they can tune in for one of these episodes or if they're going to the gym twice a week, that is where they can get their fill of our podcasts. Unfortunately, as I said, I only ever do these interviews face-to-face -face because 
I can get a better read on the person that I'm interviewing. We also record it um, as part of our video series on YouTube. So I, it, it can make it quite a logistical challenge. Here I am trying to run my own business. The Australian Investors Podcast, aka this series, is only a very, very small part of my entire business and everything else that we produce. And not only that, of course, my guests are often very sought after or highly sought after. So trying to get us to meet in the middle in a city that works for both of us at exactly the same time can be quite difficult. So I've come up with a plan to bring these two, I guess, bring me and the managers closer together and bring you and us closer together. And I think it's going to work for many different types of people. So to remedy the logistical challenges, in season two of the Australian Investors Podcast, you'll be able to hear from me more often because not only will I be interviewing some of Australia's best investors, I'll also be bringing you more topical material, interviews with CEOs, uh, deep dives on individual stocks or managed funds or ETFs or different things that you request. We'll be talking about ASX companies, global companies, business in general. We might get authors, uh, founders, or individuals who are subject matter experts, and I'll be bringing them to you alongside the interviews. Now, I know that might sound like a bit of a turn in the or fork in the road for the series, but I want to assure you the manager interviews are not going anywhere. In fact, I would say as our audience grows, we will continue to build uh, more interviews into the program. Another thing, I want to make sure that you understand that each episode in the new series will be clearly marked. So you'll have an interview marked an interview or a fund interview. You'll have CEOs. But if you're anything like me, you'll want to hear other analysts um, like, like myself and other experts uh, getting into the weeds on companies and valuations and share ideas and those types of things. So I'm going to clearly mark those as well. So if you are the type of person that um, likes any type of investing discussion, you can go and listen to every episode. And I would encourage you to do that, of course. But if you're the type of person, a sophisticated investor that likes to listen to sophisticated conversations about the journey of individual fund managers or, or the like, you can just tune into the episodes that you like. And if you're the type of person that wants to hear from founders, kind of like a, a, an Australian how I built this, if you like, you can do that too. They'll be clearly marked. You don't have to listen to everything. Of course, I would encourage you to do so. But doing this will enable me to uh, bring more episodes to you probably every week, maybe every fortnight, but definitely multiple times per month. Um, at the, the runway that I was going at, I was lucky to get two interviews out a month uh, in amongst everything. One thing I wanted to make a mention of, because I think I'm doing myself a disservice here, is that people know us for this investors podcast, which is a fantastic thing. It's grown to be one of the most popular investors podcasts in the country. And people tell me, I'm sure they're being truthful when they say this, but they tell me it's their favorite investors podcast in the country. But not many people know that the business that I run goes well beyond just this simple podcast. I have an investment research service. We call it Rask Invest. We have another finance podcast series, which is uh, far and away significantly larger than this one in terms of audience size, um, in terms of market reach, etc. cetera. Uh, that's called the Australian Finance Podcast. We have a news website, which is called RAS Media, and I invite fund managers and other experts in there to contribute some stock stories or stock ideas. So you can create a free account there if you like. Um, we also host events and this is something that is going to come to the fore in 2020. We're going to host more events. 
And not only that, we're going to host them in a way that makes them more intimate. So, you know, if you've ever wanted to get up close with one of these fund managers or you want to speak to one of these experts in person and you want to ask them your own questions, you will be able to. So my plan is to host more intimate conversations and events with fund managers and other experts right around the country. We'll still host our larger events. For example, we, we hosted an event just a couple months ago. We had 150 people down in Melbourne, which was fantastic. And we'll still have those events for people. But I've had people on both sides of the fence request a meeting that is more intimate. So I've had the experts themselves come to me and say, you know what I'd be interested in, Owen? I would love to have these uh, listeners and these potential investors in the room as I give them a pitch about perhaps my favorite stock idea, perhaps why we do what we do. And then on the other side, I've had people who are you know, aspiring investors, analysts, uh, maybe you allocate capital on behalf of a fund or something of the like. I've had people like that come to me and say, you know what? I would really like to get in the room with one of these experts and ask them some questions and see how they can serve me. So in 2020, I'm hoping to bring the two parties together and host these meetups and these more intimate conversations around Australia. So far, I've only been to Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane, so East Coast. If you want to reach me, of course, you can reach me at podcast at rask.com.au. That's podcast at rask.com.au, podcast at rask.com.au. Uh, if you want to nominate a fund manager, a CEO, a founder, a subject matter expert for me to have on the show, please do that. You can send through your requests. I've already had quite a few people reach out to me with maybe say half a dozen or a dozen names to be interviewed for season two. And let me assure you, they're quite impressive guests. So uh, I hope you uh, have something to look forward to there. Um, but in the meantime, as I'm locking down these guests, I'm going to bring you a very short season two opener in the next fortnight. And in the episode, I'll be talking to you. It'll be me talking to you, giving you the name of a company on the Australian Stock Exchange that I own. It's a share that I own. And I'll be telling you about this company as part of a deep dive that I'm going to do on the company. So it's effectively free research for you. And it's coming straight to your earways. Over the next fortnight, I will be releasing that to you and that will kick off season two of the Australian Investors Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. In the meantime, send me an email, say hello, reach out to me on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of time and surprisingly a lot of money goes into the production of these things. So please, if you can, share some, share some feedback and help make our series better. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for your ongoing support. The series is coming back for a terrific season two. 